Hello and welcome to your guide to the good stuff. I'm your host, Jim Graber. Life is too short not to enjoy every moment of it, so we're going to share with you the tips, tricks, tools, and strategies to help make your day-to-day life easier and more enjoyable. Plus, we're going to help you create those special moments, the ones that lead to lifetime memories, all without breaking the bank, because you deserve it. Hello and welcome to today's episode, The Cure for the Winter Blues. Winter's coming, and while I do love the change of the seasons, after two weeks of cold and the first snow, I'm ready for spring, and the last couple weeks have already given us snow and morning temperatures in the teens. And as I get older, I tolerate the cold less and less, but I found a cure. My grandfather had a few health conditions that made the cold of winter and the hot of summer hard for him. So in the winter, he would travel to the southern border of Texas to spend the winter and pull a fifth-wheel trailer to Canada in the summer. He then spent spring and fall in Arkansas, kind of chasing the best weather. Something similar for my retirement has always been in the back of my mind. Now, one of the first podcasts I did was on Hawaii, and it's definitely a good place to go in the winter, but it's a little expensive and the time difference from the mainland is tough to handle. About eight years ago, my best friend moved to Florida, Sarasota, Florida to be exact, and it turns out they have one of the best beaches in the world. Siesta Key always ranks in the top 10 beaches. The list seems to shuffle a little bit among the same top 10 based on the preference of the person making the list. And Siesta Key is beautiful, white sand, clear water. Now, I have to admit, the most amazing beach I've ever been to is Seven Mile Beach in Grand Cayman. Beautiful white sand, the water's perfect to swim in January, crystal clear when we were there. And part of what makes it so awesome in my mind is it was the first trip we took with the family where the kids were old enough to have their own money and a couple of them were old enough to buy beer. So one of them bought us a bucket of beer to enjoy on the beach. My oldest son bought a Cuban cigar while we were there. And it has an added sentiment in my mind as a family trip. Now, Siesta, as I said before, has beautiful white sand, crystal clear water, and it's a lot closer than Grand Cayman. And it's still in the U.S. And you can drive there if you want. For us, Southwest flies there, not direct anymore, but still right into Sarasota. And we go on points. My unfair advantage is that our friends have a two-bedroom house. They're empty nesters, and we have a couple drawers and a dresser and a section of the closet for our clothes. So we leave things down there. They pick us up at the airport, and we stay in their house. And we go down as often as we can. Some years, that can be six times, sometimes only three. Just depends on everybody's schedule. But late fall and then between January and February are our favorite times. A major benefit, of course, as I said before, is Florida is part of the continental U.S. I don't need to learn a new language. I don't have to do a currency exchange. I understand those things are fun and can be a great adventure, but it's a lot more relaxing to not even have to think about it. We have grown to really love the area over the years. You can get in the ocean 10 months out of the year. In January, their neighborhood pool is heated, so I can still get my time in the water. My wife and my best friend's wife prefer to hang out by the pool or stay on the beach, but my friend and I are always in the water. We like to go out in the ocean chest deep and ride the waves up and down, talk about life, watch people on the beach. It's a lot of fun and very relaxing. Now, there's another great beach on the key called Turtle Beach, 
We go there as well. Just kind of depends on our mood. My friend and I have some amazing wildlife encounters while we're at the beach. It was the second year they had lived down there and revealed they had not watched a sunset on the beach. They brought a hard surf. They bought a hard serve ice cream store and they've been working really hard to get it moving and they've just been too busy. So off to the beach we went right before sunset. My friend and I were riding some decent sized waves up and down when he said, shark. I thought he was joking or it might be a dolphin. He said it was farther out and moving parallel to the shore. I couldn't see it until I rode the next wave up and sure enough, there it was. Now dolphins arc in and out of the water so their dorsal fin is always moving up and down but sharks are smooth and steady. We immediately got out of the water. The girls were confused because normally we have to be dragged out of the ocean. We pointed out the shark and soon the rest of the people on the beach were pointing and talking. Another time there was a huge school of small fish darting around us and between our legs, but because they were near the surface, the birds, gannets or seagulls I believe, I wasn't paying attention to which kind of bird, were diving on the fish all around us within a few feet sometimes. Apparently, our presence was no issue for those birds. Another time, a manatee was meandering along the coast and about knocked my buddy down. We also occasionally paddleboard in the intercoastal waterway. The first time we went, a manatee had stopped a couple of feet away and was staring up at me. I stood there watching until I felt myself starting to fall over. They'll tell you if you take surfing lessons, wherever your eyes go, your body goes, and I knew I was about to fall on top of him. So rather than fall on the sea cow, I dropped down on my paddleboard. He was surprised, turned to rush away, and slapped the water with his tail. But it was a really cool experience. Now, besides a beautiful beach, you've got to have good food and drink, and Sarasota delivers on that. First off, my friend's ice cream store is amazing. They get fresh-made ice cream from a place out of Miami. And wherever our family goes on vacation, ice cream is a must for us. And we eat a lot of it. Abel's ice cream is fantastic. They're just off Stickney Point Road as you're headed out to the key southeast of Tamiami Trail Road. Hard serve ice cream that is very smooth, very creamy, and a large variety of flavors. I think I pick a new favorite every time I'm down there. Now in the same area, a little south on Tamiami is a local chain bar and grill called Gecko's. They have a large covered outdoor area with a large bar in the middle. The food's good, the drinks are good, and the staff's excellent. Now, the opposite direction, a block or two north of Stickney Point on Tamiami, is a place called Grillsmith. It's a fantastic restaurant, which also has flights of bourbon you can try. It's where I found my love for the Yamazaki 12. I'm sure I'll talk about that bourbon in a future episode of Whiskeys and Bourbons. I see Yamazaki in Sarasota often, but it's rare where we live, and it's one of those bottles the stores only get on special allocation. But their steaks are also very good here. We found a couple cool places in downtown Sarasota as well. One's called Maid, and one is called State Street. Maid has a fun menu, and they make a great old-fashioned. State Street has good food, and it's a very cool bar with custom-made drinks on the menu. They have one of the widest selections of bourbons on the back bar that I've ever seen, and I'm planning to do a podcast from both of those places at some point in the future and interview the manager. One other place we like to go is called Speaks Clam Bar. Now, I don't eat clams, but the place is set up as a speakeasy. 
the menus printed like a newspaper with articles about the end of Prohibition woven in with things that are on the menu in the story. It's pretty neat. And then, of course, they have the menu laid out pretty clear. It's in an area called St. Armand's Circle. It's a really nice upscale shopping area basically built around a large roundabout. The island's kind of round, and it's near Lido Key. Speaks makes their own pasta and pasta sauce. They also make a great old-fashioned and on occasion have casked-aged bourbon on the back bar. If you go into a bar, you sometimes will see a 2 or 3 liter wooden keg on the back bar in which they're aging a particular mixed drink or a strong bourbon. The extra aging mellows out the spirit and adds different flavors. The old-fashioned that I had from the back bar at Speaks reminded me of my grandparents for some reason. Taste and smell are super connected to our memories. I'll never forget it, and it was absolutely amazing. There's also a really good breakfast place on Tamiami, north of Stickney Point. Now, my wife and I don't normally eat breakfast, but we like to have it before we go to the beach and skip lunch. Simon's Coffee House serves breakfast and lunch. It was started by a man from England, and the menu covers many English-style breakfasts. It's also loaded with a ton of vegan options and gluten-friendly options. I lean towards their plates or skillets with names like the Full Monty Plate or Prince Philip Plate. Or I like the Big Ben Skillet. They have banger sausage, and beans are part of the normal fare in the morning. It's pretty cool. We got to know the owner and the founder, Simon. He owns a really nice sailboat, and he loves to sail all over the world when he can. So a couple years ago, he decided to retire and sold it to my friend in Sarasota. We had always gone for breakfast, but really didn't know how big of a lunch menu they had. And the coffee, of course, is fantastic. That's what drew us in. They get their coffee from a local company that roasts their own beans. If you drop by there, ask for the owner, Jerry, and tell him you heard it on my podcast, he'll get a kick out of it. Two more places we like to go are the Boat Yard, which is a waterfront bar and grill. It's a small place with outdoor seating under the roof right by the Boat Yard. You can watch them move boats around and up and down, in and out of the water. It's just on Stickney Point, south of the drawbridge. One of their specialties is hogfish. And then finally, just onto the quay, is a place called the Daiquiri Deck. It's just over the bridge on the left before you come to the T in the road. The main bar is on the second floor, and you get a great view of the ocean overlooking Crescent Beach, which is another beach I forgot to mention, which is really nice right there. It's typical bar food, but they have a wall of frozen drink machines behind the bar making frozen daiquiris. They have 30 or so different options. I like the Rum Runner, and you can add a 151 floater as well. They also sell insulated to-go tumblers. We grabbed a couple of those apiece one time on a bike ride to Crescent Beach. And I can tell you from experience, two of those will set you up pretty good for most of the day. Sarasota was also the winter home of the Ringling Circus, so there are many references to it, plus a museum. Also north of Siesta Key is a mini golf course called Smuggler's Cove Adventure Golf. It's a really cool course, and at the end you can buy food to feed the alligators. Close by is Sarasota Jungle Gardens, a very neat garden with lots and lots of flamingos. I recommend touring that place as well. But there are so many things to do in Sarasota, you're not going to be bored. Plus, nearby places like Anna Marie Island with lots of food and live music. 
December through February, it's in the low to mid 70s during the day, which of course feels like the 80s when it's 20 degrees at home. My friend's a big golfer and we go play on occasion. Lots of wonderful courses and of course, temperatures being that, it's a perfect time. People have always been friendly and you meet people from around the world who come there for the winter, which is really a cool idea. And a lot of people, especially from England. Many major airlines fly directly into Sarasota, so it's a nice, easy in-and-out airport. feels very small, and it's quick to get in. And as I said before, all the major airlines also fly into Tampa, an hour north of Sarasota. We've taken that trip before as well. Now, Southwest, for example, is a couple hundred bucks from Kansas City each way going into Sarasota. In fact, our next trip we booked for less than $370 per person. Of course, we use points, and if you're using the Southwest card to get to Hawaii, the year after that, if you continue to use it, you can take a few trips to Sarasota for that. Again, VRBO is your friend, and you can be on the key for as little as $200 a night within walking distance of the beach. My recommendation and experience over the years is to leave on a Wednesday after work and fly back mid-morning Sunday. Leaving Wednesday night gives you all of Thursday and it really adds to the feel of the length of the vacation and otherwise you'd be traveling on Thursday anyway. Plus getting in a little bit later on Wednesday evening is no big deal. A little time to relax and then off to bed to be ready for adventure on Thursday. If you go Late in the evening, just know that a lot of things in Sarasota close by 10 p.m. food-wise. And from Kansas City, there's always a short layover right now going direct, so we grab food in the layover airport. Again, my ideal future is to stay several weeks each winter in Sarasota and a couple more in Hawaii each winter. But you'd be amazed at how a long four-day weekend in Sarasota can cure your winter blues. It really breaks up the winter time. And going at the end of January makes it feel much shorter. However, do not look at the forecast back home before leaving because you might accidentally miss your flight back home. We're always interested to hear what you think. Please go to our website, yourguidetothegoodstuff.com, and leave us feedback. That's Y-O-U-R, guidetothegoodstuff.com. You can also reach out at our email, yourguidetothegoodstuff at gmail.com. New episodes are released every Monday and can be found wherever you get your podcast. As an added benefit, if you sign up for our email, you will receive a synopsis of what Monday's episode is about on the Sunday before. Plus, you'll get any links we share and behind-the-scenes photos delivered to your email on the Monday after the episode is released. In the meantime, have a fantastic week, and as my friend would always say, Arrivederci.